Roll another blunt. All right, welcome. We're back on uh, Too High, Too Stoned. Um, We're just so stoned yeah, in Joe yeah. Biden's America. We don't even have words, man. Just so high on life because Dank Brandon showing up for us again, letting all those weed heads out of jail. But it's a great day for America. At least that's what I think. Anyways, this is your host, Al Gorsuch. Al Green Gorsuch. Green like weed. And Andre Bocelli. <laughs> Wait, is that the guy from um, Step Brothers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that is his song. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah. I love that guy. Or I was thinking of Andrea Mitchell, who I think is married to Alan Greenspan. So I was like, can I do Andrea Mitchell? Or is it Barbara Walters? No, I think it's Andrea Mitchell. Baba Wawa? Oh, okay, let me look this up. But, yes. We are talking about rolling green, and that is the cannabis box. <laughs> the cannabis kind, not the money kind. The good kind of green. The good good. Um, yeah, well, that, uh, that happened this week, and... It's funny, because when we brought it up to talk about it on this episode, it almost feels like too long ago to talk about. Yeah, it feels like it's very much out of the news cycle, at least a, a few, I don't know, periods. Like, I just remember seeing something about it. I think you just texted me, you're just like, dang, Brandon. And I was like, what? And I think you sent a link, and I was like, oh, okay. But nothing that's cool has happened recently, so... Well, I mean, I, I guess, like, if I'm sure, like, I haven't looked into it at all. Yeah. Because it just got swept by in the, I don't know, in the week of things. But I would imagine that there aren't a lot of people in federal prison who are in there solely for marijuana possession. I I feel like it has to be really low or non-existent at this point. I heard the estimate is between six and 10,000 people, which... Feels actually pretty significant to me. Is that for only marijuana possession though, or that's, is that, that's for possession? But is that their only charge? That I don't know. That's the thing. So it's good. It's good that you, that you pardon that. Yeah. But it's like it's not like everyone. It's not like he's busting open the, these cells and is freeing people from an unjust sentence. I don't know. I, I so. I, I, I get where you're coming from, and I just, I don't know, this just feels like something that needed to happen at some point anyways. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but and I don't want to overstate it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fact. Like, when people, I feel like that's kind of like the reflexive uh, response people get when they see a headline like that. Like, <laughs> like that's what like dumb Democrats and dumb Republicans will see. Republicans are like, oh my god, Joe Biden, pro-crime, just letting out the criminals. Democrats are like, oh my god, Joe Biden is a liberator of the, you know, the uh, unjustly imprisoned masses or something. 
So it is a good thing. And I hope they do something with the rescheduling of like marijuana as a whatever wherever it falls on the you know, classification, schedule one, schedule two, etc. That would definitely be the bigger deal. So and I guess it, just it would also be good for A, banks wouldn't be afraid most likely to deal with cannabis companies. Mm-hmm. And it will probably give companies more leeway to I don't know, develop cannabis products. It has a there's a medical need or um, commercial need. Right. It's not going to run into that wall of you know the specter of federal government just kicking down your door because you're you know working in a uh, industry that is like pseudo illegal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess and we should probably just summarize what happened. So um, last week, um, Grandpa Brandon, a.k.a. Uh, Dark Brandon, Dank Brandon, Joe Biden, president of the U.S., um, he he made an announcement that he was, one, going to pardon anyone with um, marijuana possession charges who were in federal prison. He also urged... Um, governors of the states to do the same thing for state prison. And he uh, called for review of marijuana's um, drug scheduling classification as a schedule one drug, the equivalent of, I think, heroin or Mm -hmm. fentanyl or things that are far more dangerous, Um, which the scheduling allows the uh, classifies it as controlled substance that, um, you know, people pay significant penalties for possessing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in recent years, many states have decriminalized, decriminalized, de- why can I never say this? De-crim- decriminalized marijuana, and also some states have legalized it both recreationally and medically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, there's, you know, people want to um, resist this reaction by people um, on either side of the, the political spectrum to either say, oh, Joe Biden's a hero or Joe Biden's evil for doing this. And I totally understand that. And this just feels like something that's just been such a long time coming. I didn't see um, President Brandon doing something like this. Um, so it, it sort of felt like out of character for him since he's been historically... Um, pretty uh, conservative on issues like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was pretty pumped about it. It's also, I don't know, it kind of just felt like a feel-good thing. Um, I think it was probably strategic with the midterms coming up. Yeah, I thought that too. Um, still good. It's still, it's it's cool. Strategy is good. Like, no need to be, uh, you know, um, jaded and... um, Angry about you know politicians and political parties playing politics. Well, especially everyone. When, everyone I mean, you gotta play to win and then enact your policies. Sorry, Democrats are actually you know walking and chewing gum at the same time now. Thank God, <laughs> they're actually doing you know what they campaigned on for the most part. I think I saw somewhere on Twitter that someone compared Biden's performance to someone who's um, pushed off doing all their work until like the last week and. They've been pulling all measures and they just get bees. Yeah. Like, it's not perfect, but it's a lot better than what people are expecting given the circumstances. Yeah. I think that's exactly how I feel about it. And, you know, 
strategy is great, especially when the strategy equates to good legislation that um, lets people out of jail for petty crimes. That's great. Even if only five people were released out of jail, I would be like, this is a good thing. Uh, but like I said, I heard the estimates between like six and 10,000 people. That's, that's a huge deal. Um, and you know, for, for all the, the credit and praise that he gets, someone like Barack Obama or Bill Clinton, they weren't willing to do these things. No. Um, very, very so, taboo for them. Yeah. So I think, you know, Brandon gets the credit here. Yeah. And, um, also like we can expand that conversation to, just economics in terms of like employment, you know, the ban the box campaign that centered around banning the box that asked an applicant, have you ever been convicted or charged of a, for a crime or something of that nature? Or have you been pardoned of a, of a crime? Have you been jobs ask if you've been pardoned? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I think so. I feel like very few people get pardoned. They do. And that's kind of like the weird issue with this is that you still have to answer that if they have a box. Hmm. But if the state doesn't have a box for that, still good. Yeah. Um, but I think that was also the conversation that happened in Massachusetts. Charlie Baker does not want to pardon anyone because there's an expungement process for... Um, people convicted of simple marijuana possession. So you don't actually have to check that box still mm. where it says you don't have to explain why you were pardoned or what for. You It's just expunged. So I feel like the pardon is better than nothing for people in states where they have to put they were pardoned. Mm. So it's better than being convicted of a crime and having to check a box and that's weighed against you for whatever reason by an employer. Yeah. And you're like, it just makes life harder for a lot of people. And as we all know, war on drugs, not the least racist thing in the world. Um, very disproportionate amounts of, you know, energy and time and money went towards targeting minority neighborhoods, mainly black and Latino neighborhoods. And a lot of people were in jail for those offenses, which seem very simple. And obviously, so on that topic, what do you make of the right wing's reaction to this? Which um, I actually don't know what it is. I don't think there was one because I think this is like hugely popular policy. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen almost nothing, nothing from Tucker, nothing on even Twitter. Like I think most people, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, are like, yeah, this is probably for the best. Yeah, I think it's like a weird, well, yeah, well, because you can come from it a couple ways, but I, I feel like it's the libertarian tinge of the Republican Party that backs it up. Just war on drugs can be framed as like a big government operation that failed, wasteful, um, waste of resources, waste of, waste on humans, whether that be the people actually, you know, executing raids and arrests and the people that are being targeted. And, um, you know, freedom of choice and no, free, freedom to, you know, make what you will out of what should be legal, um, I don't know, things, whatever, marijuana, chemicals, plants, yeah. 
you you don't need the government to be part of this this process uh, process yeah. to make it legal or illegal. And I think yeah, I feel like it comes down to a, a bit more of you know individual rights as well. Like there's enough you know of those types of supporters in the Republican Party at least right now that I feel like they have a you know a fair share of I don't know, the vote they have sway. So yeah, in fact, I think the only sort of reaction I've heard that from right wingers would be this idea that like this was sort of a fake announcement, you know, just to, to boost approval or to, to boost, you know, his, you know, democratics turnout during midterms. Yeah. That like, and I guess I'd you know, yeah, speak to my, there was no one actually, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, it, it's more, you know, bluster than, you know, substance. Yeah. No one was actually in jail for the, mm-hmm. this anyways. He didn't really release anyone. This was just fake. Although declassifying marijuana is, that, is not fake. No, that's, that'd be pretty important. Yeah. And so, again, I feel like that's something they probably support. I mean, that would, my, yeah, that would be my one gripe, though, is I would say, like, it's so Biden to be like, we're not going to actually declassify it. We're going to commit to looking into yeah, declassifying it. We're going to fund, like, five committees to look into this, and they're going to give a bunch of recommendations, and we're not going to take them. <laughs> Yeah, th- I mean that feels like like pretty status quo for the Democratic Party, and it's just like just fucking do it, just just go through for it, take a risk here. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um. What do you make of the timing? The time. Just I think it's in line with what you said. Just it probably makes sense given that midterms are coming up. Mm-hmm. It probably did you know do the job of shoring up support and uh, interest in Biden, the party. I mean, because I mean, early voting is soon. Early voting, I think, is already now. It might have already started, yeah. Um, for some so, places, so it's definitely something that um, probably would pique people's interest. And there's the Fetterman connection. Fetterman kind of threw it out there. Yeah, you talk to Joe about a uh, little weed in Pittsburgh or whatever. That felt very planned. Yes, <laughs> I think it was. I was like, okay, okay, John. Right. Immediately, immediately after it was announced, you saw multiple articles drop just being like, John Fetterman actually had a conversation with uh, uh, Biden, Does Biden a couple weeks that? ago. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> John Fetterman, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I hope they're both. I think I think Fetterman had his first interview recently. I didn't. I didn't uh, yeah, and even a, a few sizable public uh, appearances as well. Yeah, no, I think he, did, he seemed to do better than he was doing at whatever the Veterans Day event was. Yeah. Or for the, was it for the... No, I think it was Veterans Day. Veterans Day, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Was it Labor Day? We talked about Labor Day, but he's done stuff after. No, it was Labor Day, because I remember, yeah, he was doing a, a stint in some know, steel worker community. He was like, mm-hmm. Labor Day, he's, it was not good. Yeah, he's seen better in this, and he's using the captioning with the interviewer, so which is fine. Like, if you can answer the questions that way, I guess this it can work. Like, there's a congressman in Rhode Island that's a quadriplegic. He does his job. Can't use his arms or legs, but does his job. Works for me. Yeah. Um, On the same line, um, you know. With the upcoming midterms, have you picked up on any particular strategy from the left or right wing? No. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. 
Like, I, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I'm actually almost expecting at this point that Georgia will have, like, a split ticket, that Brian Kemp will become governor beating Stacey Abrams, but Warnock might beat out Herschel Walker. God willing, he does, because <laughs> Herschel Walker might be one of the dumbest people I've heard talk in a very long time. And I listen to a lot of dumb people. The And arguably, like, two of the biggest states were Republicans to to win Georgia mm-hmm. and Pennsylvania, they they did seem to pick two of the worst candidates. Yeah, like Mastriano for the governor, gubernatorship or governorship, whatever you want to call it, in Pennsylvania is just like a whack job. And it's actually impressive how little the state GOP wants to do with him. I thought he'd be a bit more popular, but he's just like ranting, hollering, stomping his feet, and he's not doesn't seem to be gaining traction. Josh Shapiro seems to be pretty popular in, in, you know, a sizable lead. Like, not a weird, like, fake lead that, like, nobody's having with Trump. Just seems like people don't like Mastriano. People, like, always undercount the Trump votes because no one wants to say they're going to vote for Trump. But it seems like people don't actually like this Doug Mastriano. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I don't know what the the Senate race looks like for Pennsylvania. I haven't even checked that. Well, that's Fetterman and Moss. It is. Yeah. But I just haven't checked that in a while. Like, Fetterman's up. Okay. Big. Especially after Dr. Oz has made a couple uh, pretty large faux pas, um, including the recent story that came out that his experiments killed, like, 200 puppies. Yeah. Like, dude actually killed 200 puppies. Yeah, I mean... Depends on what the experiments are for. He killed 200 puppies. Puppies. Little doggies. I mean, would it have been better if they were just old dogs? Uh, I just am thinking with, like, a very, like, primal brain, which I think, like, tons of voters in this country do, and people don't like killing puppies. That's true. Like, they just don't. That's true. He's also going for the white vote. Dr. Oz, white people love dogs. Yeah. Like, like they can overlook, you know, obscene like, images of racism, misogyny, homophobia, but puppies, you've crossed the line. Yeah. Go that on is, Twitter. That is a step too far, sir, and I will not stand for this. I'm not voting for Dr. Oz. Yeah. I dare you. Post a, a picture of your dog on a leash on Twitter, and I guarantee you'll get people telling you that leashes are inhumane. <laughs> I feel like Fetterman should release a video that has a Sarah McLaughlin song. Um, <laughs> and it's just like a super imposed image of Dr. What is that song again? The Angels or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, but I can definitely see that. Like, he's like a social media team. They should be able to, you know, bring something together. Yeah. I trust them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Pennsylvania seems like Democrats will do well there. And Herschel Walker. Have you followed this story? Uh, he, <laughs> like Tommy Tuberville, he got dropped, uh, I think coaches, or um, his head got, you know, punted a few too many times in the football field. <laughs> I always try to switch it up to Tuberville, but it's both football related, I guess. So. Yeah, well, but, it's, it's, it's funny, because Herschel Walker is not only a terrible Senate candidate, but he um, also is, the other thing he's known for is the uh, the trade for him, um, which was a trade between the the Minnesota Vikings and Dallas Cowboys, um, is known as the worst trade 
in the history of of maybe sports, but definitely of the NFL, because the um, the Dallas Cowboys trading him away to Minnesota ended up getting them such a haul of players that it led them to winning like three Super Bowls in the nineties. Oh my god! So he's not only like like an absolute garbage Senate candidate, but he's known for being like the worst player, like the worst trade in history. <laughs> this is perhaps the worst trade deal in the history of the NFL. Can't you just see it when he loses? He's like, we should have known the Cowboys. <laughs> they knew they traded him away. I tried to tell them. I said, don't, don't run Herschel. Don't run Herschel. Nice guy. But bad, bad, bad candidate. Bad and the people candidate. in Dallas, they loved it. They loved it. They said, bye-bye, Herschel. See you later. <laughs> so everyone say with me, bye-bye, bye-bye, Herschel. Say bye-bye, Herschel. Turn out the lights. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what, well, we have Arizona. What, Cary Lake. Um, what, there's Blake Masters running against Mark Kelly. <laughs> now I'm trying to figure out who Cary Lake is running against. I don't know. I haven't followed the Arizona shit. I don't. It's a weird state. It's hard to fucking weird state. Now we have to like deal with double the amount of elections there because John McCain's dead. Yeah, exactly. It's like they would have just kept electing him. But but no. But also, it's been trending. Like I was reading a New York Times article, and it was about. uh, I feel like it was a county commissioner for elections, and they were just like talking about why they knew that Trump won and Biden actually lost. It's like. The numbers just don't add up. It's like just not enough Democrats. But, you know, it's been trending downwards from a Republican majority for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's like every, like, election cycle for the presidency has been like a five-point drop. I'm just like, okay, this is actually very well within the realm of reason, like, that this could happen. It was a very close race. Uh, Just like one of those, like, weird things, like, no, he was using anecdotal evidence, like, I'd be in my town. I know people in my town. There's just Trump stickers and Trump signs everywhere. Yeah, no, I mean Biden signs. What's up with that? It's like not everyone has signs. Like it's almost like again, that's the thing with Trump. Like there are lots of Trump voters, but plenty of them will not say they're voting for Trump. I don't know. Maybe people there don't want to say they're voting for Biden. The sign thing. The sign thing. Sometimes I feel like that's real though. Um, actually. Do we have, like, you know, publications on this, like research papers? Like, I feel like it's hard to track. So, I don't know. Sometimes, like, sign energy is legit. Like, like I've definitely seen cases where I'm like, oh, maybe that person really is, like, worth looking into. Like, the signs, I think the signs do more than people give them credit for. Well, I mean, as a sign, <laughs> pun intended, as a sign of... Um, you know, party or candidate strength, like maybe you have a cluster of signs on one, like, like strip of road. Like people might go through that every day and they maybe they get the false impression that their entire town is just Trump country, but it's just this weird strip where it turns out, you know, someone just, some one person just owns a bunch of these properties and puts the, puts the signs on the people's rental properties, which I'm pretty sure it's happened before. That people who've owned rental properties have put signs for their preferred political candidate on properties they were renting out, and which made renters very mad. Right. I mean, okay, not an exact science, but I definitely remember when Bernie won in New Hampshire, 
saw a lot of Bernie signs in New Hampshire. He was driving through New Hampshire a couple times. There's definitely more Bernie signs, and he won. Okay? So sometimes the sign thing, I think, is legit. Um, oh, yeah. I drove through Townsend a lot in 2016. Trump won big in Townsend. Yeah. And, was, those, and these are not small signs. These are, like, big signs. Like, they probably spent a stupid amount of money on getting these, like, massive signs. It was, like, a long road, and it was a lot of Trump and Pence. And I was like, I'm in danger. <laughs> it was not fun. Um, yeah, so I don't totally discount the sign energy. And also in local politics, like, definitely I've driven through town and been like, who the fuck is that person? Oh, yeah. You Especially know? for local stuff. I'm like, wait, is there a race coming up? And you're looking up there. Oh, shit. Yeah. I had to look these people up. Um, although last election, definitely signs. Um, there were definitely more Trump signs than Hillary signs in the 2016 election. Even though there was, I think, a lot of people who wouldn't admit Trump, um, that they were going to vote for Trump. I think there was a lot of, like, there were a lot of people who were pumped about Trump who were, like, putting the sign out. And definitely during the Trump years, those people were very invigorated. Um, I didn't see too many of those stupid Hillary arrow signs. Yeah. You know, I still see Trump 2024 signs, you know, Trump Pence. There's still, like, houses out there that just, they're still going. <laughs> they're going strong. Yeah, I know. It's usually a combo of, like, the Blue Lives Matter flag. That Blue Lives Matters flag. Trump shit. Trump. American flag. Sometimes it don't tread on me. Yeah. That's an oldie. Yeah, oldie but a goodie. Old, oldie but a goodie. That guy died. Who? The guy who invented oldie but a goodie. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's 90-something. Fake news. Some DJ in California. Oh, okay. Very sad. Um, Actually, it sounds What were the other big signs? signs? No Biden signs. Uh, there was almost no Biden signs in the last election. That was actually pretty funny. It was on Yang's campaign. I had to, like, call people. I ended up accidentally calling a Biden staffer. <laughs> like, I didn't actually scroll down on the in the program, like, far enough to, like, know. It's like, don't call this person. <laughs> so, like, I figured out, like, when I was, like, talking, like, fuck. Anyways, I was, like, laughing about it. Like, why are you a Biden person? Like, Biden's not going to win. I didn't say that. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Anyways, have a good day. She's like, yeah, you too. But I was, like, I just, like, left that thing. Like, Biden? Biden's such a loser. I had the same. I had the same thought with the other, the only other person, random person I called. They were supporting Kamala, and I was just like, "It's just funny." Like the two people I just like shat on making calls that day turned out to be the people in the White House now. I totally wrote them off too. He came in fifth in Iowa. Nobody voted for him. He couldn't even get people to come to his events. Like it's crazy. And then they engineered. The, the Biden navigation. The Biden coup. That's what I call it. Yeah, those the wagons, you know, circled. But yeah, people no Biden signs. So I don't know. I think signs. There's more to signs than you think. There could be. We should make a movie called Signs. You're right. I don't think anyone's made a movie no. called Signs. We we won't encounter any copyright issues. Honestly, the movie called our movie called Signs could just be about the 2016 election because it does have an M Night Shyamalan level twist with Biden winning in the end. Yeah, I also was, no one could have predicted that. No, I also drove behind an Xfinity truck earlier this week with a 
Punisher sticker and a Blue Lives Matter uh, decal. See, that's fucking scary because I'm pretty sure that's Nazi shit right there. They had some type of weird um, stuffed animal tied to the, the like the cherry picker or whatever you want to call it, and I don't know what sign that is. I feel like <laughs> it's like the, the new sign. So I'm sure they're part of some weird group that we don't know about yet. What What are your favorite bumper stickers to see in terms of like random political candidates? I have a few. Random political candidates? Mm -hmm. Or just like movements? Anything in that. Anyone who uh, unironically has a coexist sticker still. Um, (laughs) Free Tibet. That's always a good one. I I agree with the Free Tibet. Like, I'm with that team. Um, uh, I don't and I feel like that's a beer. Don't be afraid, folks. You can also edit that out. Um, what about you? I'll have to think. Uh, there's someone at my work um, who has a Tulsi Gabbard sticker. <laughs> love it. I've never figured out who the person is, but I love it. Um, not that I love Tulsi Gabbard, but I love that somebody liked Tulsi Gabbard enough to put it on their car. Yeah. She, like, she, like, the stuff she's been posting online for the past couple months or year or two has just been flabbergasting. And now she just sent it, like, out a, where she's, you know, whatever, posted an article or did a few interviews talking about why she's leaving the Democratic Party. I'm like, you already left. Like, everything you have done or said the past couple of years has made me already assume that you were either an independent or a Republican. Like, what the fuck are you going on about right now? Yang already did his thing. He's like, I'm going to make a new party. And <laughs> everyone forgot about that. Uh, so I don't know what her shtick is going to be. Probably to be like a patriot and mom and Hawaiian or something. I don't know. The Tulsi thing feels just like leaving the Democratic Party just feels so... Like such a stunt. Like... Like it almost, it just feels like attention seeking, just like her little white strip of hair. Oh yeah, she looks like um, fucking Storm from yeah X Men. Or um, was it Storm? Or was it Captain Planet? Was there was like a character with just like a strip of white hair? Yeah, it's Storm from or no, uh, Jean Grey from X Men. One of them. Maybe Jean Grey. Storm. I feel like you know, there's like a character I'm thinking of that. Has like a strip of white hair, and it's very, I don't know, menacing. Yeah, well, hers, uh, and I'm sure someone's gonna be like, that's not, that's prejudice because that's Irish people have this white patch of hair. No, I don't buy it. She dyes her shit. That is styled. I don't Irish believe people have it. a white patch of hair? What? Some Irish people have a little white patch of hair. It's an mean? Irish thing. It's just a thing, dude. Like, there's... What do you mean a patch? What does it, what does it mean? Like, on Like, you'll have all brown hair, and then you'll have a little patch of white. She has, like, a big streak of white in her hair. Look at it sometimes. Dude, it's just... It's like she dyed it. But she says she doesn't dye it. Because... It's this fucking Irish shit. I don't know. I don't even know if she's Irish, but I'm pretty sure that's what she's gonna say. And I'm sure someone's gonna say this is prejudice for saying this. But... She fucking dies it. It's not real. I don't buy it. She wants to look like X-Men. Okay? Anyways, aloha, Tulsi. <laughs> um, 
But I love Tulsi Gabbard stickers. Um, Ralph Nader, I always honk. If, if I ever see an old <laughs> Ralph Nader sticker, I honk the shit at that person. Um, hey! I wave at them. I love those guys. And you make sure that they're wearing their seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dennis Kucinich. Oh, I love a Kucinich. Love Ooh, a Kucinich bumper. Nothing better. Mwah, chef's kiss. Kucinich. Like, why can't he? Why can't he still be around? You know what I wish I still had? Um, oh, shit. I forgot his name. Ross Perot. Oh. So we had a fake elections in first grade. So that was like 1996. Mm-hmm. And we all had to write down who we're going to vote for. And that's the only one who voted for Ross Perot. I remember in first grade, it was a pretty close election, as I recall. It was. Um, in, in my first grade classroom. I wonder how, like, how big of a determin- like, determiner of how kids voted was just how their parents voted. I like, think just like exposure. It's basic exposure to those names in their households. Oh, I remember <laughs> exactly how I made the decision. Um, my parents, I don't think, told me who they were voting for. Um, but I had a babysitter and I was like, who's good? And she was like, Clinton, he's the best. And I was like, great circle. Wait, I think I remember her. Yeah. No, she was good. Yeah. She was a big Clinton fan. (laughs) Yeah. And so I put a Ross Perosa in the back of my dad's car, (laughs) back windshield. And he came home. He's very upset. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's just driving. People think he's going to vote for Ross Perot. How dare how dare they assume such a thing? And that's back when they we still think the the levers for the for the voting machines. Mm. There's it was not paper ballot. Yes, the uh, the pregnant Chad days. Yes, so yeah. I voted for many a Republican back then. Mm. So I got to pull the lever. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Yeah. See, people would be more interested in voting if it was more like a game. Not filling out blanks like a standardized test. We've been out tested as children. People don't want the the blue boxes. No, no. That's true. Like no, no one wants to fill out a scantron. They want mm-hmm. you know to gamify the system. What about like okay? So they give those stupid lollipops, but like, what if they gave free ice cream? Uh, Joe, Joe Biden would win every time. <laughs> People just associate ice cream with Joe Biden. He does love ice. Cream. So if they give ice cream before. He'll definitely win. Grandpa Brandon, he loves his ice cream. He just needs a little bit of little bit of chocolate before bedtime. <laughs> old people love ice cream. It's great. I love watching old people eat ice cream. They're just like so. They just don't care. They don't need to. Do, they're on so many meds already. And they're just like, oh yeah, no, I have I have Lipitor for this or something. I don't know what Lipitor does, but I don't know. There's got to be some gimmick to get more people to vote. I feel like it's just a. Uh, I don't know. People are just disengaged, apathetic. What if everybody who voted got entered in a raffle to win a free Xbox? People would definitely vote. <laughs> they would just what? Like, you want to get young people to vote? Not only do you get an Xbox, maybe, but you win something, maybe. I actually hate young people. <laughs> just fucking vote. This is not hard. <laughs> it's so much easier now. Dude, it's kind of hard sometimes. Sometimes. But... I'll just check in like three or four months ahead of time. Don't do what I did. 
in 2008 and then apply for an absentee ballot a week before the election. <laughs> so you take things seriously, and maybe that's the case. Maybe maybe young people just don't aren't on that clock of um, you know just things happening. Must dude, they're busy. They don't. I wasn't know. that busy though. <laughs> like I could have. You were kind of busy. You were like going to college for the first said, time. I could have sent that email like. Three months before, and I was like, I guess I'll do this now. Five seconds. Of you my could time. have, but you hadn't voted in an election before, so you didn't really know the process of how to do it. You know, it's not like, like you get in a rhythm, you know? No, but I think I, I was already registered in Massachusetts. I don't think I voted yet. This is how nerdy I've gotten. I just like anytime I move, that's one of the first things I do. So fucking nerdy. Like, I don't even have a life. Like, I'm just like, well, I'm moving, so I better re-register my voter registration. Like, I feel lame that I do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss the old 18-year-old version of me who was like, yeah, whatever, figure it out later. Oh, that's what I did recently. <laughs> no, I didn't even vote in the primary. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not registered in this in this town now. Well, now I am. I didn't vote in the primaries because at that point I was, like, being very stubborn. I was like, I'm fucking done with Democrats. But, you know what, Joe Brandon... He's bringing me back in the fold a little bit. Although that, Joel Brandon, he no, 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 uh, you know, nip of ice cream. Yeah, he's bringing me back with the ice cream. He's pulling me in a little bit. I'm just like, you know what? He likes weed. He likes giving free money out to students. You know, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate this. If, if we can get the next four years to be like this. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I don't think he's going to be alive. Next but. two years. Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> you know, whatever. Four, two, same thing. You know, if we can just, you know, if we can keep moving in this direction. Although, I really hope that they don't do the same shit they did this time, next time, where they're just like, we're just going to leave everything to the end. Yeah. You know, we'll get, leave all the good stuff to the end. We're going to keep you waiting. I don't want that. I mean, I feel like they have more of a incentive not to do that. Right. They're kind of just, like, finishing up their, their term. Mm-hmm. You just might as well, you know, make it a nice ride. Right. Consistently just, you know, inject good vibes into the populace. We're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this, we're doing that. It's a little bit harder for Republicans to be like, yeah, it's political, like, presidential campaigning will start pretty early, like maybe a year and a half, mm. you know, before the election. So, like, maybe a few months after the midterms, like, yeah, like right after, you know, they swear people in and get a new Congress going, they'll be like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, true. Um, well, this has been a pretty scattered episode, but that's okay. Oh my God. Yes. Um, because it's still under 40 minutes, so it won't be too hard to edit. Exactly. Um, but I guess we can we can wrap it up there, unless you have other things. I don't. All right. I so, have nothing. We'll wrap it. We'll wrap it up there, um, and we'll do maybe a deep dive into something going forward, or we'll just uh, keep uh, riffing. But uh, this has been Al Gorsuch. Thanks for listening. Yeah, this is Andrea Mitchell. Was Andrea Mitchell? Yeah. No, you're Andre Botticelli. Oh yeah, Andre Botticelli. Whoops. <laughs> Gender bending. <laughs> the enemy. I don't know. All right. Later. Peace. Quando vivo solo sueno horizonte falto de palabras.
In la sombra entre luces todos nos prepara mi mirada. Si tú no estás junto aquí, por mí volaré. Es para elegaré mi fin de trayecto es tú. Boats and hold. Para vivirlo los dos por ti volaré por cielos y mares hasta tu muerte. Catalina Wine, mix it.